I'm Chanel Shaw. And I'm Katie Persia McGrady. And this is Ave Spotlight. This week on Ave Spotlight, we are visiting with Jen Norton, author and artist of Surrender All, an illuminated journal retreat through the Stations of the Cross. You can find Jen's book on AveMariaPress.com, as well as a bunch of other Lenten offerings to help prepare you for the season that's coming up in just a couple of weeks. Well, Jen, thanks so much for joining Chanel and I on Ave Spotlight. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So you have a new book coming out soon from Ave Maria Press all about the Stations of the Cross. It incorporates your art and incorporates your writing. Tell us a little bit about this new book. Well, it's actually out. And yes, I... Um... I started with the artwork because I'm an artist. I'm not, I mean, I love to write, but I'm not really a writer by profession. <clears throat> and so I had done, um, I'd started, I think a couple of years ago with um, the assignment for myself to paint the Stations of the Cross. And I really wanted, I, I often can be very illustrative in my work and I really wanted to be more emotional and more abstract. That's always where I want to go in my work, but I rarely get there. It's such a struggle to get out of my head and into my heart. <laughs> and art is one of those things that helps me do that. So I started painting um, the stations and, you know, like every longer series and any artist will tell you like the first two or three stations or the first part of the uh, project is um, a lot of fun. And then you're like, oh God, I've got to finish the series, you know? And so it <laughs> probably took me a good year to kind of get the whole thing done. Um, and then I met up uh, just in conversation with somebody at Ave Maria um, at the Cong LA Congress show and said, you know, it'd be great to do something with this, like a journal or some way to reflect a little deeper using art. And then I left it there. And <laughs> nine months later, somebody called me. So, you know, <laughs> it turned somebody's brain in their wheels. But it's it's really a, um, a fun book. Well, I don't know if fun is the word for Lent, but... <laughs> Um, it's meant to be self-reflective, but it's lighthearted in that it's the, the pictures are colorful and they contain emotion. And then what I've done is I've gone in and I've paired them up with verses um, that sort of tell the story of that particular station, the way that I felt like telling it at the time I wrote this book, which now is almost a year ago and before the pandemic started. Um, and so I just sort of, you know, thought about each station as I was painting it and what was going on, what was in the story, what was maybe behind the scenes and paired it up with a verse. And then from that wrote my own little reflection. So each station also mm -hmm. has a reflection um, that I've written based on my own prayer life um, and to kind of spur you on in your own prayer life when you read it. And, um, and then after that, we, we have some prompts um, for you to think about um, just, you know, actions that you can take, things that you can think about and journal about. And then we end up with a prayer at the end based on that station. So, you know, my hope, and I think um, Abbe Maria's hope is that as you go through each station, it gives you many angles to look at the story mm -hmm. beyond just maybe sitting in church and hearing a sermon or going through the typical things that you would do on say Good Friday. You can use this book all year long. You can use it for self-reflection. Um, it, it certainly can be used during Lent, but it doesn't have to be. But as a way for you to see how, the stories from um, the Stations of the Cross or the Passion of Christ apply to everyday life. Yeah. You know, every day we are asked, are we going to try to operate the world under our own control or are we going to surrender to a higher power? And yeah. each station sort of gives you the chance in it from a different angle to ponder that story. Wow, that's awesome. 
you mentioned at the start that you wanted to kind of challenge yourself with drawing the Stations of the Cross. Was there a reason that that was in your head as like the next art project? Um, Or was it just like, you know, we see these everywhere, every church has them and you just wanted to do your own version? I have no idea. I have to think about (laughs) that because it's been a couple, like I said, it's probably been like, you know, at least three, two and a half years since I started it without, and I didn't start it with the intent of a book, like I said. Um, I think because I sell my work and I, I am in circles where people are buying work to sell, it was like, well, gee, the stations would be a good idea because, you know, to have a cohesive group of that might be a good item. And so mm-hmm. sometimes my, I, I'm actually making this up because I don't remember what I was thinking, <laughs> but it's quite possible in my thought process that that was it. Like, oh, the next thing I should include in my lineup is... Um, and then kind of just thinking about, but how do I want to do that? Cause I didn't really want to be descriptive You know, I'm not a, a realistic painter. That's usually not what I'm after. I'm, I'm after more like what was going on in the story. What were, mm-hmm. what are the feelings about it? And so, gotcha. um, yeah, so I think I might've started from that vantage point, um, combined, obviously I have to be invested personally. I'm not, I don't want to paint something right. I'm not interested in, but um, but it is a darker series. Like, a lot, you know, the paintings are darker. They have colors that reflect the story. And most of my work, if you look at it, is very colorful and kind of folk styled and light. So I think I was probably looking for like a different artistic angle going along with something that I wanted to put in my portfolio anyway. Nice. Nice. I love your artwork. I was looking at some of your, um, I was looking at some of your art online and I love how there's different, um, I was trying to figure out how to say like not secrets but little things in the background that you yeah, look for. Details or yeah little details in the background um of all of your paintings I think that's super yeah. cool I especially liked your one about the beatitudes and oh, all of the you. yeah and all the little things in the back so when you were making the stations of the cross artwork for your book I noticed before you were saying like um, you wanted to particularly focus on maybe what was happening with a woman in the background or one of the soldiers, or yeah. um, do you find that with your artwork, you draw people to focus on things that they might not immediately focus on or, um, you know, or do you want them to just kind of focus on the main story first? Um, gosh, I, I work in such a circular way. I'm not even sure I can answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like here's here's the progress progress of every painting is I start off with a great idea in my head. Oh, I'm going to paint this. And I work on some sketches a little bit, although I, I have to tell you, I'm very lazy with sketching. And I usually jump into the paint <laughs> way too soon. Half my process is changing my mistakes. Um, but I find that that's important because as I'm working on this, more of the story is coming through for me. And, and details that I want to include. And, and like I said, I'm getting out of my head and more into my heart, which isn't a natural thing for me. I, like art actually is a tool. I need to do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm always thinking of kind of the overall story and how can you draw people into it from different angles? So, mm. um, you know, you might have a, a central figure like Mary. I've done a lot of Mary work, um, but then you put in other characters of the story somewhere in the background or, or somewhere in the piece that someone in might catch their eye later and go, Oh no, what, who are those people over there? And how does that relate to the story? And I don't know, it's the, it's the entertainment part of it, the intriguing part of it that I think I appreciate as a graphic designer and illustrator, which is more of my background versus just a beautiful painting, which is fine. But I, I kind of want to tell the story and engage people. I'm just always on this quest to, um, I don't know, bring people into the story 
Mm-hmm. who maybe hadn't considered it before. You know, I don't need mm-hmm. to reach the diehard, go to church every week Catholic people, but who's on the fringes, which are people mm-hmm. in my own family, really, that are like, eh, okay, yeah, there's God, but, you know, how can we engage them in the story? So to me, there's always this sort of evangelistic storytelling um, in every piece and and make it entertaining and make it non-confrontational. I mean, I'm a mm-hmm. massive introvert who hates confrontation. So how can I tell that story without confrontation? And, mm-hmm. you know, that's just been, I never knew it younger, but I look back and there's clues. That was definitely part of who I am. Um, yeah. That's fascinating. My- it's always interesting to listen to like writers or artists or musicians talk about their process. And I love that you want it to be inviting. I mean, it, yeah. looking at your art and seeing your art, we actually have the Beatitudes picture in my daughter's bedroom because oh, she loves oh. the colors. And it's the colors that's, that speak to, I mean, a three-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you think praying with art or even just like somebody who wants to maybe know more about God sees that image or sees one of these stations of the cross? How do you think praying with art can help all of us? Maybe even especially during Lent, even though it just feels like the same Lent that we were in last year is just kind of continued. Yeah, I, I'm year. still having a hard time believing March is coming because we're still in March. Um, so how can art maybe be that access point for folks? Well, art is a language, right? It's, it's a visual language. And um, just like you're moved by a piece of music or a book you read or some great sermon or, you know, people dancing on YouTube, art is just another language. So for people who are more visually oriented who are willing to maybe sit and go, Oh, I like those colors and, you know, ponder something at a deeper level. It can just be an access point. And, you know, I've occasionally dabbled in Visio Divina. I'm not very good at it, but if I have the time and I actually get the mindset to just sit there and let the images go through my head, sometimes details come out in the story that are like, Oh, maybe it happened that way, you know, and who knows if it really did, but it gives you an alternate way. You just realize that God's story is just expansive. Like there's, there's any way into it. And so art is just one of those ways. I, you know, the, whatever I make is just one little miniature doorway into the, the grander story. And the same with every other artist. And every artist has a different style. You know, like I said, I don't really paint realistically. That type of work doesn't draw me. But to other people who do, you know, they're going to gravitate to that and go, oh, that's so beautiful. And, I, you know, they love the detail of it. That's going to draw them in a way that my art maybe doesn't or somebody else's art maybe doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're just access points and, and tangible thing, tangible, you know, I think when somebody makes something creative, it gives people other permission to either make something or accept something creative in their own life uh, because it's not judgmental, but mm. it's truthful. Like you can't, you can't make good art of any kind long-term without being truthful. It just, you know, you can have a one hit wonder, but it doesn't last the test of time. And so, you know, art, I think has a way of speaking truth in a way that, um, preaching or something sometimes doesn't feel like it does. And, and so it just gives people uh, a more authentic way to, to access God's word. Wow. I sense. love that. You are so, you are so talented. I was looking at your, um, your artwork, like I was saying earlier, and I love the folksy style of them and um, how colorful and how much detail you have. And we're so grateful that you were able to share your yeah. book and your, um, your reason for your artwork with us. Yeah. Um, so at the end of every episode, we do our hope for the week. Um, I can go first if you need some time to think about it. Um, well, you can go first anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, I'm I rely on you to edit me. Edit me <laughs> yeah, down, just yeah. to be intelligible. 
<laughs> you're like, I'm an introvert. So go for but um, yeah, so we do our hope for the week. So it's just anything that you're looking forward to um, for the upcoming week. Um, so I think mine would be for this week. I am going to try to not buy any plants this week. Um, every, <laughs> every week I go to Walmart, which is right next to a Lowe's and I end uh. up in their garden section. Um, and I just have so many plants. I have 26. I counted oh them gosh. just in my room and it's insane. And, <laughs> and I think I have a problem. So um, I'm finally ready have, to admit it. <laughs> so, I have 26 plants in my yard. Yeah. <laughs> like I have, I have property. Like I don't yeah, so I know. Yeah, like, yeah. It was like, you're a, you're a homeowner. So, but I definitely would be scared if I owned a home at this point with all these plants <laughs> yeah. that I have just in my room. So well, you probably um, have great air in your room. I was gonna say, I smell so. good. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I hope I haven't gotten sick since I started buying them. So this is awesome. like my, this is my reasoning, but, um, but yeah, so my hope for this week is that I don't buy any more plants because I really, I really cannot, I don't have anywhere to put them anymore. So that's my hope. Awesome. Well, yeah. that hope wouldn't work for me because I, since the gyms are closed, I've been hacking out my front yard and redoing it. So I'm buying mm. plants every two weeks too, just to fill it. I'm doing, trying to get bees and butterfly lavender things going. Oh my gosh, I love that. So, That's yeah. an idea. I might yeah. try to put some plants outside of my apartment window. Yeah. If you have a balcony or something, you can totally grow plants. I know. My roommates are like, oh gosh. How about you, Katie? What's oh, your... Well. My hope for the week um, is, so we are in the throes of Mardi Gras season down here in Louisiana. It's it's mm-hmm. a season, not a day. Right. Uh, you know, if Lent is a season, then Mardi Gras can be a season. <laughs> so uh, my daughter's pre-K three class is celebrating um, with like a little parade around the school parking lot. Um, and so I'm hopeful that Rose and I decorate her wagon well you know, with a three and a half year old, she can be focused on things that like she cares about. So we like asked her what theme she wants for her, her wagon. And and she said she wants a frozen Mardi Gras float. So, so we have to figure out how to make that happen in Southwest Louisiana, where it's like 80 degrees already. <laughs> yeah, we have a, a frozen themed Mardi Gras float, but I'm hopeful. <laughs> I, Rose is very much into like doing things together with mommy and daddy and like different projects. So, so she and I are going to take on this project together. And I'm I'm hopeful that it goes smoothly that we all keep our level heads and that we have fun decorating yeah. our, oh, our float. Be well. That'll be fun. Yeah. Are you going to put the new baby into the wagon, into the float? Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe with COVID, it's like a, yeah. it's one of those lockdown school activities. So it's just mm-hmm. going to like parents will get pictures after the fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm also like trying to make it an efficient float so that the teacher's not dealing yeah. with a thousand <laughs> things, oh but it gosh. should be fun. Jen, what's your hope for the week? Oh gosh. Well, I mean, I think, um, Overall, I'm hopeful because people seem to be more hopeful right now. You know, mm-hmm. we just sort of have this breath of like, okay, there's change and we will get through, say, COVID. There's, you know, however long it takes, I think people are hopeful. I, at least I feel that out here. I'm in California where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm personally hopeful because my daughter is going to graduate college um, nice. in May, if all goes as planned. Um, she's in finishing up at San Diego State in social work, and she's doing she's down there actually because she has to do an in person internship. But you know, it's it's just been a long road. Um, I know she's just mentally done with school, and I, <laughs> I'm just happy for her to to soon be done and be able to start looking at her adult life and going, what do I want to do next, and yeah. using her skills. She's pretty talented. The other end of parenthood. I'm, I'm other, thinking about floats. You're thinking about graduations. It all works yeah. out. Well, Chanel's got so her plans. We're all good. <laughs> Jen, yeah, where remember, can we find out more about you and your art and your work? Well, the 
the best place to start is my own website, which is just jennortonartstudio.com. And from there, you can link. I have three different online stores. I have a Fine Art America platform, a Zazzle platform, and I've closed it this month for my sanity, but I have an Etsy platform as well. <laughs> Sometimes I just need to get close that one because with COVID, I haven't been able to have my helpers help me ship things. Right. Um, so those are the best places to start. Start. I I attempt to keep up with social media. I'm not too good at it. I probably am on uh, Instagram the most nice. just because it's fastest. But um, yeah, those are probably the places to start. We'll share all of that in the show notes. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Have Thank a, a happy me. happy Lent as it comes happy, up. I know. I guess yes. that's the right thing to say. I don't know. Happy Lent and <laughs> nice to meet you in person, yeah. Katie and Chanel. Nice awesome. to meet you too. Thanks. You can find the link to Jen's book down in the show notes, as well as a link to Jen's Instagram and Ave Maria Press's Instagram. Follow them both on social media for exclusive content and great things that can help you in your Lenten journey. Click on over to AveMariaPress.com as well to find other Lenten books that are available, everything from daily devotionals to deep dives into the lives of the saints to things that can really help you expand your spiritual life, your prayer life during the Lenten season. The next few episodes of Ave Spotlight will kind of dig into uh, both what does Lent look like for families, what does Lent look like for individual people who want to go deeper in their faith. You can find all of this, of course, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Ave Spotlight and Ave Explorers, the two podcasts from Ave Maria Press, are available on those platforms as well as located on Breadbox Media, Redeemer Radio, and Spoke Street Media. You can find the links to those places down in our show notes as well. We'd also like you to click on the Ave Explorers link and you can sign up for our new series on Catholicism around the world where we're taking a deep dive look at what the faith looks like across the globe. So you can find the link down in the show notes. Surprise, surprise, you've got a lot of awesome things down there in those show notes. So we hope you do scroll down and find those things that we've shared with you. And we'd be grateful for a rating and a review so that more people can find this show and begin to listen and hear all of the excellent content that we are bringing straight to you from Ave Maria Press. We'll see you next week.